have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. This is Marcus Canello. I'm 36, 24, 36, all natural. My turnoffs are war, pollution, and mean people. My turnoffs are palm trees, Tom Waits, and the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And if this is your first episode and you don't know who I am, my name is Flynn Hendricks. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a podcaster, if you hadn't guessed by now. I'm a pro wrestler. I'm also an actor and a voice actor. And this is just my opportunity with this podcast to chat with some of my friends like you're going to hear today. And you picked a great episode to start with. So after you listen to this episode, if this is your first time, friendly little uh, little nudge here, go subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform. Dive back into the archives. I've got over a year's worth of episodes in there for you to check out. There's something for everybody. And... If you're needing a spooky fix for Halloween, go check out my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt. If you want to know what it's like to be a scare actor or run a haunted house, I got something for you there too. And it's on all podcasting platforms, so you know the deal. Go jump in, listen to a few episodes, leave it a five-star or written review if you think we've earned it, share it with your friends, and then connect with us on social media. I would love to get connected, I would love to know what you're doing, and I would love for you to keep up with everything we got going on here, especially as we have more con appearances and live appearances coming up. But before we go any further, we're going to take a quick pause. Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Decals by Kins, and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there, and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for yourself go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me and we're back so this is an interesting interview here and i am excited to have it because <laughs> i have known this guy through zoom and i guess through virtual class settings for Gosh, I, it's crazy to say now it's going to be almost three years. And, you know, like we've had some interactions on social media. I've seen everything he's doing. And oddly enough, as I'm prepping for my first con appearance as we are recording now, he's just wrapping up with his. He just took his live audio podcast, the Pochki Audio Chronicles, to Fan Expo Philadelphia. And he's also... He had a huge experience that we're going to get into there, so I'm interested to see what I may be walking into that I may not be ready for. But 
He's also a voice actor. He was one of the OG members of the Bloomfox uh, voiceover community, like Heath Martin, that we had on here previously. It, it's my absolute pleasure to have on the show tonight, Eric N. Horowitz. Eric, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, Flynn. I really appreciate it. And, uh, of course. Just shocked to be here. Oh, dude, <laughs> l- let me tell you right now, like, just the way you were one of the people that made me believe in the family aspect of of the voiceover world. And just mm-hmm. seeing the way that you communicate and you're so generous with giving to, like, the new members and the new people in the voiceover world, especially in the Bloomvox community, like, especially coming from some of the other, like, acting and performing genres where I ha- I've been where family is preached but not, you know, like, acted upon, right. it, it stands out to me big time. So my apologies for waiting so long to have you on, but... That that's something that I wanted to have you on specifically to talk about, just the art of giving back and being so generous. But I also want to know more about you that we may not have gotten to discuss in our you know our brief interactions leading up to this. No man, I I am a uh, firm believer of shit happens for a reason. Absolutely, I'm a huge believer of that. Everything that has happened now for me, I think you know should have happened because I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know I so. Where do you want me to start? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, let's just take it back to the beginning. Like, what pulled a young Eric into this journey? What got you interested in voice acting? Because I know you have a unique backstory to knowing <clears throat> some of these people that we've got to learn from and that you're yeah. connected to now. Like, I know you've just got a unique story, so I want to know the whole thing. So, originally, let's see, I went to school for video and film production. Mm-hmm. I was a grip, PA, uh, gaffer. Uh, I worked in post-production. I did all that. I moved out to Los Angeles in 2000 with then my uh, ex-wife, who was my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We lived in um, we lived in beautiful South Pasadena, um, and I worked out there for. Uh, I, I I lucked out. I ended up working for Viacom for a TV oh, show wow. called Resurrection Boulevard. All right. Uh, it was a Latino. It was a Latino boxing show for Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to, my job, I was a post PA. I would drive in the morning, pick up tapes from, uh, across the street from Warner brothers studios. Then I would jump on the highway, head North to up the five to, uh, Northridge, copy the videotapes, get in my car, drive all the way down to, um, uh, Wilshire where Viacom was drop videotapes off. I would see. Scott Bakula, who held an elevator door for me. Wow. Um, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Theo from Bill Cosby. Uh, oh, what is his name? What is his name? Um, I'm going to look I it up. Mackay Pfeiffer, but it's different. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. Jeff, edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up, too. I'm looking it up, too. Uh, Theodore Huxtable? Yes. Uh, that's, that's the character. Oh, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner? Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him. I saw you know Gary Busey's son. Oh man. Uh, so it was, it was really interesting. And then I would go from there. I would go and drop tapes off. I would drive right onto Paramount's lot and start driving around the streets and be like, "Here's New York. Here's where they shot Truman Show. All this stuff." Uh, but then 9/11 hit, and nobody hired anybody they didn't know. And at the time, it didn't even occur to me to do, uh, you know, look for voiceover work. Right. Look, look for acting. Look for this. I'm like, I'm not an actor. I'm an, I'm a moron. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to go in front of a camera. I don't want to do anything like that. You know, and it never occurred to me. Um, 
then, you know, fast forward two kids, you know, wife, we got divorced. I was working someplace where a friend of mine told me he was going to get, um, where he was taking voiceover classes here in Philadelphia. Hmm. So I went, took the classes there, um, went through them and ended up doing two demos. I did a commercial and a nice. character, which very much outdated and very much the I was given the wrong information. Right, I have right. characters on there that I cannot sustain for four hours. And we have learned from Steve Bloom that you mm -hmm. need to be able mm -hmm. to sustain a character for four hours unless you really like, you know, if you really enjoy coughing up blood later, because yeah. that's what you're yeah. going to do to your, that's what you're going to do to your throat. So voices like this, not going to work nope. for four hours, <laughs> unless you're, you're trained and you're, you're certain specific people. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I just fell in love with it and uh, went to, you know, got my demos and figured, all right, this is it. I'm going to go to voices.com. And I got burned out. Mm. I didn't get a single, I didn't get a single job from voices. I went and looked at my stats after about a, maybe a year, year and a half or so, and had like maybe three, 400 auditions. 10 were listened to two got a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm out. It's a, man, it's a, cause I'm, I'm still using voices despite like even having an agent for work, but you know, you see those numbers and like the last time truth be told, I booked anything as we're recording. This was about four months ago on there. You know, like you see the right. short list statistics and everything, but even when you see that, it's still just kind of like, uh, it burns you out because you feel like, you know, like you're so close to something, but it just right. it doesn't make it across the finish line. It, it's yeah. it's frustrating. Oh yeah, very much. I mean, it's like, and and even the pay for some of the stuff on there. And yeah, and, you know, yeah. granted, people are people. It's their job. It's what they're doing. If you want to give, the way I look at, it, if you want to pay, the top tier, I think is where you're going to get the best chances of getting the best jobs. Absolutely. But, you know, at the time I was living in my mom's house, I was saving up to buy a house. I was not going to go top tier. I was just going in at the at the junior level or whatever it was, mm -hmm. give it a shot. And like I said, burn myself out. Yep. Um, so then and it's everything, like I said, cyclical comes full circle. I was listening to Talking Tunes, which you're familiar with oh, from yeah. Rob Paulson. Oh, yeah. And that was getting me back into the mood and getting me, you know, more creative. And all right, this is kind of, this is where I want to be. This is fun. Everybody's got a different story, which is true. Mm -hmm. um, and I heard, and I didn't, I really didn't know Steve Bloom. Right. I wasn't, an, I'm not an anime guy. The only anime I watched growing up was the original Voltron, uh, Transor Z, and uh, of course, Star Blazers. Right, right. Uh, but I wasn't into a lot of the other anime that's out there. It's just, you know, I, I've seen Akira. I've seen uh, Ghosts. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Thank yep. you. Uh, shows my naivety. Um, <laughs> it's all good. But all good. it was it was one of those things I'm like, you know, I'm listening to Steve and I'm like, yeah, he's Wolverine. I know that guy. And that's all I knew him from was he was Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And then he he. You know, I'm 40 years old when I got into the business. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm 42. Okay. Uh, and then he, he did the whole Tom from Toonami of fall down seven times, get up eight. Yep. And I had 
I just moved into my house. I had broken up with my ex nut job. She's gone. And I was in a sort of, you know, trying to find myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Heard that. I was like, all right, I got to listen to that again. Rewound it. Listen to it again. I'm like, okay. And I literally typed it into my phone. The whole thing. And I have it saved in my phone, you know, fall down seven, get up eight. Um, I found a t-shirt that was Japanese writing and I have, I have that shirt. Nice. Okay. Um, I like that. So, uh, you know, I I started seeing what else is Steve doing star screen, you know, green goblin. And then, you know, just more and more and more. And then on Facebook, Steve Bloom opens, you know, that it just popped onto my screen. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh okay click that's it and you know that was it i I joined him i joined the group um i don't know I, I, part of me wants to say it was like number 21 or or, or in the high teens 18 or something right, like right. that. I don't know. still the like the, the foundation of the group for sure yeah and, and honestly i'm curious i mean some of the originals that are some of the original actors that are in my podcast were the original people yeah who i became friends with um but yeah, I mean, I, I joined that. I started taking the classes and I'll be honest. And he says it, you know, be a whore. I was a whore. I wanted to ask a question every class. So Absolutely, Steve knew yeah. my face. Steve knew as soon as he said, Eric Horowitz, hey, how are you? Yep. And that yep. was it. Um, but yeah, he just, he became a mentor of mine. Uh, and it's then so cool. and you can tell the dynamic between you two as well, because like you can see the the respect that you have for him every time that you ask a question. And you're like, even in the pictures you share, too, it's like, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. But Steve just oh, no. he completely no. takes that and shatters that, you know, that you myth know what? completely. Uh, for, OK, from working in Hollywood mm-hmm. and meeting different actors. And, and I mean, some of them are really nice. Some of them are of great. Course. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah nothing absolutely nothing like most if not all of the voice voice over actors i've met they're just they want to hear your story they want to hear they want to play with you yeah you know if they're allowed of course <laughs> you yeah know, sometimes yeah sometimes the handlers at the conventions are a little hands-offy type tight thing. leash you know yeah yeah and, and and that just bothers me a little bit or they they could be also they're uncomfortable in some of these places i mean you're meeting a shit ton of people yeah very true but, yeah um but you know so i'm i'm in the classes i'm taking everything i'm meeting people i'm, I'm talking with a lot of people yourself and and you know all the you know all these people that i met tim muller benjamin wong Carlos Ortega, you know, Stephanie, these are all the actors, Stephanie Watson, Vonnie Neal, mm-hmm. you know, who was a little tiny butterfly <laughs> who, who, you know, was always nervous about doing some of this, some of the work that she does and things like that and asking questions and yeah, you know, becoming friends with all these people. And it's just, you're all a bunch of great people, you know, I mean, we're all different ages, you know, I'm 47 right now and uh, I'm a big kid and, you know, it's it's just it's what i want to do i've always loved doing voices yeah it's always been fun i grew up watching bugs bunny and the looney tunes mm-hmm. and and downstairs at 6 6 30 in the morning on a saturday to watch the harlem globetrotter cartoon where oh, they were superheroes man. throwback or, yeah or the smurfs or you know centurions mm-hmm. <laughs> dang man dang Whew, that's I mean, masks that's... 
That Mo- is some mobile hilarious. armored strike command. Yes. You know, um, oh, so I mean, cool. <laughs> yesterday my, my girlfriend put on uh, Tubi and she goes, Oh, original Transformers are like, What? Come again? Like, put that on my, that's my watch list. She's, I'm going to put that and G.I. Joe. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Oh, yeah, she does. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's one of those things of, you know, uh, if it wasn't for Steve, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And going back, if I had taken, or if I had, when I was in LA, if I had found and started doing voiceover out there, where would I be now? Very good. Would question. I be one of the guest teachers? I don't know. Right. But would I have the podcast? Would I have the friends that I have? You know, so it's a whole, it, it's something that's kind of like, you know, that just like rocks the melon a little bit. Yeah. You know, if one little and, thing changed. If one little thing yeah. changed. Yeah. And it's, you know, Steve preaches the gratitude. And that's what I have right now is just the, the gratitude and the love for, everything that's bloom box and, and everything absolutely, that's been going absolutely. on. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's been a crazy couple, let's say months or so. <laughs> Time has no meaning at this point. Like two years ago feels like last week or even five years ago, depending on what day it is. But no, I, I get that. Well, no, well for me, you know, a year ago I was in, uh, I was laid up on my couch with a torn ACL. Oh, that's and right. That's right. MCL. Oh man, because I remember, I think I remember you being in some of the classes after that had happened too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was in different. Yeah, I was in different locations in my house, yeah, where I could be comfortable. <laughs> man, and I thought I had it bad doing one after uh, after an arm surgery, and I'm sitting there on pain meds trying not to uh, not to nod off, but it's just like I can't even imagine what that was like. Oof. Eh, you know what? Laying on the side of the mountain, knowing that it's going to take a year to heal, I just threw jokes out. It was the adrenaline just made me, you know, funnier. That's it. You know, That's my, it. it was, I was with my kids and my ex-wife and we were taking them skiing and I'm laying on the ground. I'm, I could feel my legs swelling up. And I looked at her, I said, you know, legally you don't have to be here. <laughs> and she, you know, she, she drove me in my car to the hospital. I said, you're just going to drive slowly by. I'm going to open the door and roll out. Or are you going to stop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, oh, yeah, my no, hats I, off, my man, my hats off. Hey, we're we're good. We're friends. We have to be. That's you know, it. That's it. Kids. Yeah. That's the important thing. Absolutely. And, and speaking like, <clears throat> speaking of the kids too, just, yeah. just seeing the relationship that Steve has developed with your family, what has that been like? Because again, that whole myth of don't meet your heroes <clears throat> has been completely shattered. And like when he when you guys chat in the class or you ask your question, I, I can't think of a time that he hasn't asked about your kids. Like, what is that like? getting to introduce that, them to somebody that's so pivotal to you. Uh, that's actually, it's kind of crazy, you know? Um, like the first con we went to, uh, that I took them to was here in Philly. It was key. It's called Keystone comic con. And mm-hmm. he wasn't here, but you know, it was like um, Maurice LaMarche, Rob Paulson. Cause I talked to Maurice about a posting he made about his father. Um, it was like he posted on Twitter about how many days it's been since he lost, he hasn't seen his father oh, because that's, his dad was that's right. His dad was sadly murdered. Mm. My dad wasn't, my dad had passed away from lung cancer. Um, but then it had me thinking how many days and I posted that and he liked it. And I went up to him and I said to him, you posted this, 
and I had the same thing. And my kids are talking to Rob and he saw me start tearing up a little bit because it's my dad. I, I, yeah, you know, I miss course. him. I miss him so yeah. much. So he shook my hand and he understood. And actually, <laughs> we then we went and got a picture with him, with him and, and Rob. We took the picture. He calls me back. He asked me for my Twitter handle. Um, and then he goes, Eric, I made this face. I didn't like it. We're going to take another picture. We take another one. We go out. They can't find the picture. It's in Bam Margera's folder for some reason. Oh, wow. As they're looking for the picture, my kids see Maley Flanagan, who I don't know, but they know from some, I think it was Nickelodeon or Disney show where she was a principal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we can go meet her. No problem. Let's go meet her. So we walk over. She's going to get pictures and we're standing at her table with her handlers. And she's got a Bloombox Studio business card on her table. Oh, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, um, what's with the card? She goes, oh, she's friends with Steve Bloom and, you know, his girlfriend, Mary McGlynn. I was like, oh, OK. And like, yeah, they work together on Naruto. I said, oh, she, and she goes, are you interested? I'm like, I'm one of his students already. Yeah. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then Maley comes over, meets my kids. Cool as cool as anything. Um, found out that I'm a student with Steve. She goes, get your ass over here. We're taking a picture and we're going to tag Steve. In. <laughs> and she did. And he, he commented and then also signed pictures for my kids and said, here you go. And I asked you know, again, how much? No, don't worry about it. You're, oh, you're a friend amazing. of Steve's. Yeah. So I go to, um, we had a, ask me anything. I feel like I'm talking way too much. No, you're fine. Um, you are fine. <laughs> I'm a storyteller. I love it. Um, I, we go to an, an ask me anything and it's like, you know, I don't remember if you were ever part of any of those. Oh yeah. For the gold, you get the, you pay the 20 bucks, you get the golden ticket. Um, and this one I think was like, there weren't that many. It was like maybe 15 or 20 of us. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned who was at the con and all this and how, and he said, well, I'm going to be up in New York. How far are you from there? I'm like, I'm not really not, but I didn't get the tickets. I didn't get a chance to get the tickets. Right. Um, and I didn't know. Cause I'm so, not used to cons that you could get them off a of stub hub. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. So he goes, let me see what I can do. I was like, well, uh, excuse me, what? Yeah. He goes, let me see if I can get you tickets. What would you need? How many kids do you have? I said, I have two. Let me see what I can do. Eventually I get uh, a, an email from, um, I think it was Brandon asking me how old the kids were. And then I get an email from Ray Ronnie telling me about here's, steve's handler gwen and here's herself here's her cell phone number she's going to be the one you need to contact so i contact gwen we're texting back and forth we're getting to know each other my tickets are up there my nephew comes with i can't i reach out to ray ronnie i said can you do do you think is there a possibility you can get me another ticket she hooked me up with another ticket (laughs) went in and as soon as i had the golden i had the golden tickets in my hand um the people there had no idea what they were. They walked it over to Gwen. Gwen's like, oh, okay, I know exactly what this is. Brings me over, looks at me and goes, Eric. And I said, yeah. And gave me a huge hug, introduced her to my kids. She instantly took my kids behind Steve's table. And I'm standing there by myself. Like, what the blank? <laughs> my kids are behind the table. Steve's not even paying attention. Now, the one thing I noticed with Steve is he's got two separate lines. Or at this time, he had two separate lines. One was handicapped and military. They were first. They came first, which 
hands down, that's what it, the way it should be. Yes. Oh my um, god. Yes. In comes Phil Lamar, who was at Keystone Comic Con, looks at me and goes, "Hey, I remember you, Eric, right?" Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? He's like, "Good." Yo, you're up here now. Yeah. Reach down, grab some brownies that my that my daughter made for everybody. Handed them off to him. Told him to share them. Said they're special brownies, and then went, "No, wait, not that special. Normal brownies." <laughs> normal brownies and he started Aww. laughing he's like, he's like all right cool because uh, my daughter wanted to make brownies for steve um and the overwatch people which were in a completely different building and that was just really stupid so steve turns sees me puts his arms out tells me get the hell over here and just gives me a hug i introduce my kids he hugs them um and then i'm not somebody who's going to you know, I'm not going to like keep him from what he's got to do. Right. Right. I'm not, right. I'm not a hanger on. I'm like, okay, we met. You're really cool. I'm glad I'm going to go meet some other people. Um, we'll be back later. And, you know, thank you so much. Cause I didn't want to keep him, bit, you know, yeah. keep him like that. Yeah. So who do we go next? Mary McGlynn. <laughs> <laughs> She's right next to him. Of course. And yeah. And we were, we were talking with her for a little bit and she got to meet my, uh, my nephew at the time. Um, Bloomvox actually donated to um, Minithon uh, for children's cancer oh, that's to my, my nephew's my nephew's school, uh, my nephew and my niece, they're twins. Um, and they raised, I think that year, they raised like $132,000. Wow. And then, yeah, well, that's nothing. Once, when my niece and nephew were running it, they raised, I think they set a record like 156 or 160 something. Ooh, yeah. buddy, that is amazing. Um, but yeah, but we went from, you know, down the line. Uh, I saw Richard Horvitz again, who I asked if we were related. And he looked at me, he's like, possibly we could be. I don't know, because, you know, the Hor we're both from Russia and all this stuff. Thank all <laughs> Ukraine. Fuck Russia. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then we walked around for a while and came back down later on when it died down. And Steve got to sit and I stepped away. I let him talk to my kids. I just let him talk and have fun with my kids, which is what he did. And, you know, and then he, we came over, he gave a hug. He's like, it was great seeing you. I was, you know, I'm real happy, signed a picture or two. And, and, and it was a great day. It was a great meeting. And then from then on, you know, later on he came, I think that was in, that was 18 and then 17. He was here for another Comic-Con or that was 19. Now the last time I saw him was 19. I think I don't remember now. It's so weird. It all um, runs together. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was last time he, when he was here in Philly, I was in line with Fred Tattashore, uh, who was right next to him. And Steve turned, he finished signing for somebody. Steve turned, saw me and my kids, said to the person in front of him, hold on one second, came over, said, get over here. I'm going to, I, I got to give you guys a hug. Oh, man. You know, I, I'm like, what the hell did I do to deserve this? Now, granted, in the meantime, prior to to some of this, after 18, I approached, I, you know, my buddy Rob and I, who's the other co-creator for the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you saw the posting or not, but the show is literally technically 22 years old. Yeah, man. Po Pochke started out as a movie, which is on YouTube. If you really want to see it. Ugh. I can put uh, a link in the show notes if you want me to. Uh, you can what the hell um <laughs> but i mean we we it was at the height of independent films 
So we decided we got credit cards. Let's do, you know, let's do this. We got actors from New York. We brought them down. We put them up. We shot in locations that we had. Um, and we shot the movie. And it went, you know, it went nowhere. Except it went into some film festival that we never entered. But it was we found out later on it was actually in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. We don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, we never got any notification. No invite, um, nothing, man. That's, ugh. We took it to Sundance. Uh, we passed out. We left tapes, VHS tapes in places. <laughs> it was actually viewed by us at Sundance in our hotel room. We put it on one night and to watch figured, hey, we'll, talk, we'll say we can wa- at least we watched it in Utah. Um, that counts. Yeah, exactly. But then I was talking with him. He, Like I said, he's based in L.A. He's a, a field producer for a lot of reality shows and things like that. And he said, you know, are you a, you have your demos. What are you doing with them? And I'm like, one, my character one's not that good. I can't, I can't really put that out. I'll get, you know, I'll get blacklisted because if you give it, you know, if you give a bad demo to, to an agent, they're going to remember that. And Very I don't want to do that. Um, and he's like, well, you know, why don't we do something? Why don't we create, you know, let's create something. He goes, what if we bring Pochki back? We'll make it into an old time radio show. We'll add sound effects. We'll add the stories. We'll do all this. And I said that, yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. Um, at another, actually one of the, one of the other actors who's in it, who plays Ichabod Nebish, Ichabod Mortimer Nebish, um, was from the original movie. And I ran into him. I knew I was going to be up in New York comic con. We contacted each other. I ran into him and I said, we're doing a revival of the show, but we're going to make it into a podcast. Are you in? And uh, he, according to, I think it was uh, Tim Muller who was talking with him this weekend. He's got a fuck. Yeah. idea, uh, a mentality or hell no. <laughs> if, if he get if he looks at it and he gets, and it just screams, hell no, he stays away from it. But this was a fuck. Yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. So he so we came we came back. Um and it's just it's been, you know, we decided, all right, what are we gonna do? Well, we gotta create the characters, we gotta create the world. How long do we want it to be? Um originally he's like, Well, let's do twenty five minutes, it'll be a nice car ride, you know, short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty five minutes went into you know, I wrote the first five episodes and they were about twenty five minutes to thirty minutes. Um and then it's like, I can't tell a story that long. I got to make it longer. And then we, we went to about 40 minutes. And then we went to about 50 minutes. And then we went over an hour. And our most recent episode for the opener for season two, which I believe is coming out on Thursday. Uh, the, what day is that? This Thursday will be the uh, 14th. Okay, so it'll be out on April 14th. Uh, is an hour and 11 minutes. Ooh, buddy. Of complete, of complete nonsense. Job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, the world we create, we we, we use a lot of uh, Jewish, com- a lot of Yiddish phrases, Jewish phrases, Polish mm-hmm. phrase, Polish words, because that's what he is. And, you know, we, we just bring old school sort of back a little bit for certain jokes. Right. Um, and just, you know, there are times that it's, it's just a joke for him and I. You know, and then when we're when we're reading it, he's like, yeah, OK, he put that in there for me or I put that in there for him. You know, uh, but it's it's I 
and, and so we're like, how are we going to cast this? And I said, well, I can talk to the people from Bloom, or I can talk to friends who are in Bloombox and ask them, but I don't want to sidestep and get myself in trouble. And I want to make sure Steve and the admins are okay with this. So at the time I approached uh, Ray Ronnie and uh, the other admins. And I, I said, look, I want to, I'm putting together my own podcast. It's going to be a scripted comedy. And I would like to ask, I would like your permission to ask a few of my friends who are balloon boxers to join me. They jumped on it in a heartbeat. Very nice. And Steve, Steve kept in a way a, a distance, but a, an eye watching us waiting for what was going to happen. Um, and, you know, and orig- I think I was thinking about this. The original cast was um, obviously myself, Nathan from New York, um, Vonnie Neal, who's in San Diego, Tim Muller, who at the time was in Florida, Benjamin Wong Ooh. is in Kansas, um, Matt Shivers is, well, uh, was is outside Los Angeles or um, Illinois in Chicago area. And at the time, Brenna Soth was in, I want to say Chicago. That, I think I remember her saying something about being around that area, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, stuff came out at the time on from TV where I guess it was the cancel culture started. Right. And... One of the issues was from Saturday Night Live. One of the comedians did a racial uh, slur or something. I don't exactly remember what. And Matt wasn't comfortable with it, which was fine. No disrespect. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. walked away. So in jumps Carlos Ortega, who, who just absolutely killed it. Now, the issue was, you know, and I cleared it. It was, we have a character, his name is Sensei-san, who talks like, um, uh, uh, shoot, uh, William Hung from Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, as the little creepy guy in the, in, in the chair. Oh, yeah. look at you. You know, so overdone with the accent. And I asked Ben, Benjamin Wong, are you okay doing this? And he said, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I love doing this stuff. So, to me, that was fine. He was good with it. And, you know, we had his other character. His name was Nihao. He was his nephew. So we play on the names, you know. Um, and then, you know, we we were, we like to think of ourselves as a smart comedy because sometimes the jokes do go over people's heads. Right, right. If said right. proper, if delivered properly. Brenna was uncomfortable. She left. Fine. Again, no ill will. Your choice. You're not getting paid. We're not paying anybody right now. We can't do that right now. We would love to. We would love to monetize it. It's you know we're lucky if we get forty listens for one episode. I I know, you know that all too well. Trust me. Yeah, but the main thing is if we're all enjoying doing it. If Rob and I are enjoying or are having fun writing it, then why not continue? Absolutely. You have to be creative. If I'm not creative, then I'm going to be a rock. I'm going to just be upset, depressed, whatnot. No, I, I want to make fart jokes. I, I want to make stupid jokes about, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it's different things. Actually, I want to talk to you later on. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm all ears. But I mean, rather right now you are speaking my language because 
everything you just said is something that I have really struggled with over the last year, especially because if you're not, if you're not, you know, taking advantage of that creative outlet or fulfilling your creative urges, you feel empty, you feel devoid. And it's just, it's a very depressing feeling. We're not meant to just, like you said, be a rock. We're not meant to be like that. We, we have these urges, we have these ideas and we have to express these outlets to make ourselves feel fulfilled too. And then, you know, everybody around you gets the best you at that point, but it's something, you know, like you, you try to fit a square peg into a round hole and you realize that doesn't work. You've just got to embrace the creative outlets and urges that you have and take full advantage of them. It's one of those things like, you know, watching people and listening to a lot of people like Billy, Billy West was in the our class and he said he is on the spectrum. Um, but if you look at, and I really, and my ex-wife is a psychologist and I said something to her and I said, did they ever associate more people that are creative have ADD or a form of ADHD? Cause you hear a lot of comedians, a lot of voice actors. I think I, you know, I have something like if I'm listening to something that I'm not interested in, my mind's wandering to something else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and but if I'm creative and I'm sitting down and I'm I'm writing whatever, I'm focused like you know, no man's business while listening to music, drinking a cup of coffee, having some candy and just going. You know, so it's it's something that I think, you know, you, you just if you have that creative. Like if you have a creative urge, then you got to do something with it. Absolutely. You know, and when you finally find what it is whether it be gaming, game design, or voiceover, or or coloring, or drawing, you know, it's, you have to do it. And it's like, you know, I I love the fact that my kids are into the arts. Yeah. I'm I'm sure yours are, you know, in a way as well. Absolutely. Yeah, right now it's, uh, it's trying to draw Spider-Man and all that for my six-year-old, but it's just, (laughs) he, he begs to do it before he goes to bed. Like, no matter what, homework's done, reading's done, whatever, he wants to, he wants to draw and color Spider-Man, so... I, I had the same thing when I was his age. So by all yeah. means, I didn't get that, that nurturing, you know, like from some of my one, from one half of my parents at that age. So I try to go overboard and giving that back to him. But yeah, if they've got it, embrace it because especially in today's yeah. culture, it's more encouraged now. So by all means express you and get that. Cause you never know where it could lead you growing up. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I never, you know, I, I never dreamed of, or, or I, Sort of did. You know, it'd be really cool to be a voice actor. You know, yeah. I, I'm at at uh, 1993 or four. I met Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell at a Warner Brothers studio store. I remember you telling that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and Jess looked at me. How you doing? I go, I'm Fabu. And he did it back to me and I hyperventilated. <laughs> you know, That's amazing. <laughs> it was, it was absolutely. Yeah. And then I did Dr. Scratch and Sniff to Rob and he looked at me. And he goes, don't do that. Um <laughs> I was like, why? I don't understand. It's not that hard. You I mean you're just going to be there and going to after the Vonas. And, um, but I was like, oh, God, I would love to do this. How do you yeah. do this? Nobody knew. Nobody. There was no I want to be a voice actor.com. No, it was all hidden stuff. It was all niche. Yep. Very, you know? very much so. Yeah. But you know, it, it's I'm also somebody who I want to take a chance. If if yeah. you I've yeah. learned as I got older, if you don't ask, you won't get it or they won't give it to you. So one of the biggest, biggest asks I ever did 
was reaching out to Bob Bergen. Oh man, he was Legend. doing. He was doing, yeah, the voice of Porky Pig and Tweety Bird and just, you know, uh, the squirrel from uh, uh, Gronk and and Star Wars. I mean, the list just, goes on. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and, and just everything he does for us in Bloombox is absolutely amazing. The man yes, just sir. answers any questions that he, and what he puts is like the Bible. Yeah. You know, oh, I've only yeah. seen, I've only seen one person actually go, who is this Bob and why should I listen to him? And I just went, Oh, poor kid. You're grab, such a child. Grab the popcorn. <laughs> just grab the popcorn yeah. and watch. Yeah. Um, he didn't respond back though, but I was like, okay, he's going to take your name and he's not going to do anything probably. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't know. That's, that's not me. You can get rid of that. I don't want to get blacklisted. Uh, <laughs> you know what to do. But you know to do. I, I reached, I reached out, Bob, Bob was doing a, uh, he used to do these things called Ask the Pig on Facebook live. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting watching and I said to him, um, how do you market yourself? And he goes, Eric Witzass says, how do you market yourself? Well, Eric, if you don't know how to market yourself and you have a demo, you're in the wrong business. Next. And I was like, oh, ow. <laughs> and then I, I wrote back wow. in again. I said, I have my demo. Would you listen to it? And he goes, yeah, send it to, and he gave me the email address. Now I have done it before and I sent it to people and never heard back. So it was like maybe an hour or two later, I get a big long email from Bob with Porky Pig at the bottom. And it said, first off, you've got talent. Second, get it off of SoundCloud. If I go, if I change screens, to take notes, I have to start it all over again. Third, cut down this, lower this, do this, your website, get rid of all this information. Those teachers, I don't know who they are. Get rid of them. That means nothing to me. Simplify. And he just gave me this whole thing. And then we were going back and forth for a good bit of the day. And oh, wait, actually this was in 2017. So it was before Bloombox. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. I met him in 2019 after I did join Bloombox. So that's right before then. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I just, yeah, I just, cause I remember I, I talked to him and we were going, like I said, we we're going back and forth. Of course I printed that, that email and it's hanging on my wall oh, outside. Man. Um, but yeah, so that summer I was taking my kids to LA to go the first time for them to ever be there. Mm -hmm. And he put me in touch with Jeff Howell and a, uh, another voice coach for a commercial promo. And I went in and did a, an hour session with, with him just to see what it was like. And then actually, yeah, it was after that, that because it was like that was the summer. And then October is when Bloombox op opened up and I jumped right into there. But, yeah. you know, it was one of the things of I got to take a chance. I got to see do we all have. Do I sound OK? Yeah. Do do I have the ability to do this as a profession, as a career? Or is my voice? My voice doesn't really go and transfer well. No. Uh, you know, and we all have that imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Every day. But, yeah. But that was one of those things of you are, you have talent. Okay. He believes in me. So now I can believe in myself. So, you know, like that. So, you know, going through and, and, and just, you know, that was one of the things and one of the stepping stones, the next stepping stone with while in bloom box was, I was, I think, it may have been him or we were talking about Mel Blanc in class. 
and um, the documentary that he was in or that they did about him and his life. And then I found a book by a gentleman named Chuck McKibben, who was Mel, who was Mel's engineer. And um, I bought the book on audio or on audible and I'm listening to it. And I'm, you know, a couple days in, you know, a couple chapters in mm-hmm. and he goes, and then my wife and I decided to move from New York city to Philadelphia. Rewind, rewind, rewind. We moved to Philadelphia. I need to find Chuck McKibben. I found Chuck McKibben's website. I sent him an email. I sent him my demo, my website. He listened to it. I had a two and a half hour conversation with him. Wow. And then started using him as a coach. $60 for for four, five hours every Monday. Wow. Yeah. He wasn't in it for the money. He was in it to find the talent. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a rare. That's I hate to say that's a rare thing, but, man, that is just damn rare. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Considering the pricing for a lot of these voice act, Mm -hmm. a lot of the coaches out there, not not slamming them. They're worth not. They are worth every penny. These people. Um, But, yeah, I would go for four or five hours on Mondays. We would do a read through of uh, this guy knew the owners of voices.com and voice one, two, three, and they were, you know, voices.com sold. He knew the owner. He was not happy with the owner was not happy with what the website came, became. Um, but we would go through, he would find copy. We would read it. He would show me how to uh, equal, you know, EQ it, clean it up, edit it. We would master it. And he goes, boom, there, you got a commercial demo. Wow. One thing, the one, and he would tell me stories about Mel left and right. Now he would, he would repeat the stories because he was in the seventies <laughs> and you know, five foot three, little Irish guy. Very, um, <laughs> but you know, he, he, the one thing he would tell me, he goes, you could do cartoon voices. You could do character voices. You're not going to make money at that. He goes, you go, you can make money at the commercial stuff. And he started pointing me into the direction of doing commercials. Like this guy makes 300,000 a year. This guy makes 400,000 a year. You can do that. That's where the money is. That's yes, where it please. is. Please. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I agree. But I like being creative. Yeah. And at one point he listened to my podcast in front of me and he slammed it. And it was, it was episode three. And he said, why is the bingo caller talking? A bingo caller just picks the balls out and says the numbers like because it's creative they're having a conversation and the guy hates his job so he's just going to call out and say you know number four just like the wife that left me that bitch you know something along those lines you know and i was the bingo caller and he's like well where are your main characters where's this where's that i'm like when was the last time you really watched a tv show it doesn't start with the main characters it starts with the crime that's going to happen right i didn't say this to him out of respect of course yeah but i was like i left and i was kind of like wow you know okay he's like and he even said to me he goes you can either stop this and do that or you could prove me wrong okay challenge accepted fast forward this past weekend you know season one's out seasons one season one is done season two is coming out and I have a panel 
Now, we also did have a panel pre-pandemic. We had gotten into another uh, Comic-Con, but because of COVID, they canceled that. Right. So it was, this was one of those things of, all right, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to enter. And then uh, we found out March 14th that we got the panel and then the cast, the guests were released and I looked and I saw Steve and almost shit myself. <laughs> how fitting is that? Like it's the universe works in such a mysterious way. But I mean, how yeah. fitting is that? Now, I mean, granted, I did put into the application, uh, you know, it's, you know, my partner, Rob and I have, we created a podcast called Pochki Audio Chronicles. It's about a bumbling detective in the likes of Pink Panther, who's Harry Crumb, and humor's Mel Brooks style with Fletch, you know, along those lines. Uh, all the voice actors, 90, 95% of the voice actors are uh, from Bloombox Studios, and we are students of Steve Bloom. And that's what I put. So I don't know if having him as a guest enforced, you know, us being there, but Hey, I'll take it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll take it and I'll run with it. And that's what we did. You know, and I told my cast um, who were now, I think we're about 14 deep from, Ooh. from original, like seven. Man, We added um, Very because we need to, we need to vary it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Know? And, and uh, you know, you, you you have to be, as Steve says, you have to be comfortable with your voice, making different voices, making different characters and, and, and whatnot. Um, I'm getting ready to do my character demo. So my voice coach said, I want a list of everything that you can do. Characters, uh, impersonations, accents, all this. And I came up with 28. And I'm like, wow. and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know how many I can do. I can do maybe like five or six. I'm like, oh, wait, no, click, click. And, and just keep adding and adding. And I'm looking at them like, oh, shit, there's 28 accent, 28 different characters that I can do. And I'm like, okay, I think that's enough. I hope. I would but, say that's, man, that's a, that's a laundry list right there. Good Lord. Yeah. And, and not all my actors can do that. It's, it's just, it's playing and having fear. Not, and, you know, I don't know if I'm sure you do it. Do you talk to yourself and answer in another voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I try not to All let people see me, but, you know, it happens. Oh, that doesn't bother me. If I'm doing it out in the middle of the public, I'll even, you know, look at somebody in another car and start talking to them in a completely different, or, and having them respond back to me in a different voice. Oh, that's fantastic. But, yeah. Why not? Um, you look at them, you try to figure out what they're going to sound like. <laughs> yep, definitely. The people watching is probably one of the, funnest things about this because I mean that's actually come up in conversations that Jeff and I have had with other people it's like where do you get like your material or where do you develop these characters you people watch it's either somebody you know or somebody you see just walking down the street or like you said somebody in the car next to you you try to imagine what they're going to talk like or what they're going to sound like or you hear what they sound like and then you just take it and exaggerate it that much more right like I look at Jeff and I'm like oh he could be a very Irish person there He's just sitting back and having a, a nice cold beer while we're just sitting here talking. <laughs> oh, yes. Irish Jeff. That's the next. <laughs> that's the new one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it was very surreal. We had a lot of plans going on. Rob and I um, Rob and I have been friends since we were 16. 
I was 16. He was 14. Man. So it's a long friendship. Um, and we know, uh, we know what the other is going to laugh at. And that's the goal. My goal is to make him laugh. If I make him laugh, then I know it's funny. If he makes me laugh, then he knows it's funny. And we don't care what anybody else thinks. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, no. that's the, that's the best litmus test you can have right there too. Cause you're your own worst critics. It's just human nature. And you know, if, right. like, if I can make him laugh or if he can make me laugh, then, you know, it's the same dynamic, you know, it's going to be something funny. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, sadly with cancel culture, you know, we do have to keep it slightly in check, but we still, we push the boundaries a little bit right, here right, and right. there. Um, because it's just, you know, excuse me, you don't want to be plain. You don't yeah. want to be a plain Jane. Yeah. You want to stand out, you know, or as, as uh, in the dating world, you want a peacock. <laughs> Let your plumes fly. That's it. Because, I mean, again, if, if you're playing Jane or it's even like the auditions that, that we all submit, you know, if you're if you're playing, if you're cookie cutter, if you play it too safe, you're just going to get overlooked. And if you take that chance, or you take that risk or have that why not mentality. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a perfect example of how it pans out. Like everything that you've listed here tonight is just a perfect example of taking that chance, having fun and just letting the cards fall where they do and making the best right. of it. I mean, what's the worst that somebody's going to say? No. Absolutely. You know, and, and to, to be honest, I wish I had done that in my dating life for the longest time. I was always afraid like, in my head, I would look at a woman across, you know, across the bar and I'd walk up and I'd say, hello, my name is, and she'd go, go away. Okay. See you later. And that would be it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, luckily like my college now, days. yeah, exactly. Luckily now my girlfriend is absolutely amazing and she she had a part in the last episode because we couldn't somebody dropped out and she does voices she just does them to play and we play with voices in the mornings you know like if we're making breakfast if i'm making breakfast for my kids we'll throw on an accent going oh what are we gonna have today for breakfast we're gonna have some pancakes and they'll, they'll just stare at us and be like really you're gonna do another accent you're gonna do another voice and we're like we're just making ourselves laugh and she's so amazing and she's she was my PR at for the con. She's oh, like, get man, over there man. and go introduce yourself to that person and give them a goddamn business card. Did you give them a business card? No, I forgot. Go back over there and just say, here's my card. I forgot to give it to you. And that's what I was doing. That's teamwork she, right there, man. That's teamwork. Yeah, and she she was taking pictures while we're, you know, I'm sitting there talking to like Nolan North. You know, I gave him a T-shirt that I made because I, you know, it was one of the funniest things that he did on on uh, when he was on Retro Replay. Did you watch that? Oh man, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to watch yet. It, it it's a shame that the show stopped and what and and everything that happened. It was a fantastic show. He used to he would have he had them have a clip of two cats mating and you'd hear the loud, and he would go hit it and they would do that and then they would come back to him and he'd be giggling why have i not watched this oh my god oh, it's right it, up my alley yeah if you're working out you have to put that on um <laughs> but then so i got that picture on a shirt and i put it at the top uncle noly knows and he looked at it and he loved it he put it down he took a picture he sent it to the other two producers of retro replay which is now called couch soup and he's just like dude <laughs> He loved it. And that, that and, and yeah, that, but 
in a way, you know, that will make him pseudo possibly remember me as well. Absolutely. You know, but even if it was a gift, but it was, it was something I needed to do. He gave me so many laughs and he's given me so much, you know, the last time I met him um, was here in Philly with at Keystone. And I told him <laughs> I was playing uncharted and my, I was in the middle of a gunfight and my daughter at the time, who was about seven goes, daddy, shoot them in the head. They go down faster pause what i'm sorry what did you say yeah if you hit them in the head they go down fast where did we learn this from playing star wars battlefront okay (laughs) (laughs) like am i doing okay am i being a good dad by letting my daughter say something like that yeah what the hell (laughs) and she's a gamer yeah exactly and she's a huge gamer she loves overwatch and she's damn good at it that oh man, that's and she's found she's found something she likes. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm trying to push her into. You know, maybe being game design or coloring or, or something along those lines. I mean, the yeah, sky everything is, is the limit. Yeah, and everything that I've been doing, it's it's been taking a chance. I mean, we spent I don't know how much money we spent on. We got I think a box of a hundred to one hundred fifty posters, like eleven by seventeen posters for the show to promote the um the panel we had mm-hmm. we got postcards we got buttons we got t-shirts that we wore every day and we put them down and we handed them out to whoever we could or whoever would take them we have so many left over i left a box of posters at the sh- at the con next to a, a uh, uh next to the uh the the recycling bin oh man you know? but it was like you know what I, I don't care about the money i had the ability to do it mm-hmm. this was one of you know, one of many that will happen is the way I'm looking at it. Right. Um, you know, in the, in the, we only, we didn't have a big crowd, but it was enough to have that experience, to have the thrill of sitting there and, and having meeting my cast for the first time. Yeah. You know, we never met uh, except for on zoom. Yeah. And that's yeah. how, you know, and that's how we would, that's how we do the, the, our scripts. We, we would read them through on zoom and, you know, instantaneously. That's where some of the best jokes sometimes come up. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite jokes that just happened is, you know, Carlos as the main character, uh, his, his name is Flotsky and which is like tripe soup or something like that in Poland. I don't know, <laughs> but it works. Pochki and Flotsky. Um, but Pochki means putzing around or, you know, just kind of wasting time. Right. Right. Um, he, his line was, let's just say this X. And I go, and I, I stopped everybody and I go, Vani, you have to say, he's going to say it again. And he's going to get you to say it as well. You know, he's, he's, it's that stupid that he goes, let's just say, come on one more ready. Let's just, and get them to say it together. And it, we have a video of this, them trying to do it like five times. And it's just, I'm, I'm hysterical. It's such a stupid joke. You know, it's it's a repetitive joke that just it it fits. You know, Amazing. so you don't know where some of these jokes are gonna are gonna happen. Yeah, and I mean, like but, we we've discovered that, like with our other podcasts that we do, and just what little random one liners that that people pick up on, and it's just sometimes you know it when it happens, sometimes you know it when you don't, but then somebody walks up to you and says it and repeats it. It's like, yeah, okay, 
Damn. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we we uh, Rob Rob reached out to some local newspapers um, to see if we can get any you know any love, and one came back that's called the Jewish Exponent. So we're both Jewish. We both mm-hmm. you know. The only time the two of us have ever been in it was from when we bought our suits when we were 13 years old getting our bar mitzvah. You go to this one place called Fleets. That's where everybody went. They took a picture. They put it in the in the Jewish exponent. Well, they interviewed us because we got into the podcast. They found two Jewish two Jewish guys. That's a Jew, you know, Pachki. Oh, that's a Jewish term. Okay, we'll put. So they interviewed us. Thursday night, we're picking up uh, Marcus Canelo and Tim Muller from the airport. Mm-hmm um marcus got in it was i've already been up since 6 30 rob flew a red eye he's been up since like 6 30 and napping oh, throughout the day it's oh, like 11 50 we get to the airport his marcus's plane's not coming in till like quarter to one. Oh, and then man. tim tim's isn't landing for a delay because of the weather until 2 30 so we're like all right oh we're gonna listen to the pod we're joking about the podcast we went we started listening to it and we're listening to the like this one scene where we have again the bad guys going into or trying to hide uh and not get noticed so they're going into an 80th birthday party dressed as a horse <laughs> it's and it's not a costume party oh my but they're God. dressed as a horse nobody says anything in the party but we're making you could hear, you could hear the sound effects of the clip clopping there's fart jokes to be had. There's penis jokes to be had. <laughs> and Rob and I look at each other and start cracking up. I'm like, we were interviewed by the Jewish exponent. Only like retired people read this newspaper. <laughs> but it's like, it just, it fits. It does. It's so good though. It's so, and it's, I don't want to say, I don't know if outlandish is the right word, but it's, it's so outlandish that it just it works, it fits, and it makes sense. It's great. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It, it's our 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 dumb luck, our dumb humor. <laughs> I don't know. Putting it out in the world and it comes back to you. But that that's a good. This is something that I really want to ask now, just because I know like we've been going for over an hour, and like I've just been in awe of your storytelling. Like, <laughs> you give me goosebumps. I've been smiling the whole time. Like this has been amazing, and it's made my job easy here tonight. But like, I hope it, it all makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> in my crazy mind, it does anyway. But in the spirit of giving back and with everything, like I mentioned, you know, at the start of the show that, that you've done, especially to help like new bloom Vox members. If there was somebody that maybe on the fence or maybe like trepidatious about like pursuing something like voiceover or just pursuing their creative outlets and, you know, they deal with imposter syndrome to the max. What would like your words of advice be to somebody to pursue that dream? Like, how would you tell them to get past that, that, that negative voice in their head and pursue what they love. Now, see, I deal with that with my actors already, a couple of them. And, you know, even myself, I'll be like, am I good enough to do this? Do I have the ability to do this? Um, I have a fantastic voice coach named Richard Tatum. I heard him. uh, I heard him via uh, somebody recommended Crispin Freeman's podcast. Crispin interviewed Richard. Richard's from my area who lives in Los Angeles He's a voice actor um, plus coach, demo producer. 
and he was told me like i mean i went in to his class a couple weeks ago really unprepared i i, I just i was exhausted i read the, my, my character had three lines i read the first line as a cockney i read the second line as a normal voice i read the third line as a completely different voice and i leaned back and i said what the f was that and he looked at me he goes yeah that really sucked what the hell's going on with you i'm like he goes one you're reading the words i don't know what the voices were doing and he goes you're a lot better than this when you find what you want to do he's like you are one of the better actors that i have that i'm teaching high praise and i I, praise. I just was like i took that from him because he's theater trained and i was like and i've never taken an acting class in my life i'm not a tree i'm not a i'm not a pussy willow floating in the wind screw that <laughs> shit uh i mean all my acting is just on instinct in a way yeah but you know the people I'm dealing with, a lot of them have gone through this, have gone to acting school, have taken theater classes, and they have the imposter syndrome. And like I said, I just dealt with this with with some of my cast from, you know, who, people who are here from the weekend, people who aren't. And I am I'm, I'm just genuine and honest and flat out, you know, yesterday, like the whole weekend, I was at times really getting like, emotional my, my emotions were getting to me i'm like no pull it back you know my girlfriend was being absolutely amazing helping out assisting taking some amazing backward you know behind the scenes shots while rob and i were working on some stuff mm -hmm. um you know taking pictures and, and you know literally letting me take in the world and she was watching from afar while she was taking pictures right you know and steve even looked at her and said get over here i'm gonna hug you when I introduced her to him and, you know, same with Gwen um, who stole her camera and said, get in there. I'm taking pictures to show that you're actually here too. But <laughs> it, it was, it was so emotional. And to be able to tell Steve, they fall down seven, get up eight times and how this has come full, like almost full circle and how much I appreciate him and how much, you know, gratitude and love I have for him, Mary, Rayrani, Brandon, you know, Trina, Gwen, uh, uh, you know, everybody. Um, but I went, I, 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 we have a Facebook group or not a Facebook group. We have a messenger group that's Pochke's world. And it's all, all of my actors. And I just wrote them. I said, you know, the weekend was really emotional. Uh, I kept it in check. Everything was, there was just so much going on, but we did it. We, we did season one. We wrote it, we edited it, we cut it. We acted our asses off. We got it out there. The sound, all right, we all sound off. We all sound different, but we're all starting out. We all have different gear. We don't know exactly where we're at. Now we got to, you know, narrow that down. But uh, there's one thing that this group does not have. They are not imposters. You are all actors. You all did the parts the way we wanted you to, the way we directed you to. You delivered those lines. You are actors and I love you all. And, you know, it let, let that just sink in. And I said, there's no imposters here at all because we all, like I said, we all have that. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. The job is the audition. Absolutely. You know, now do I make them audition for certain things pending? It depends. I can hear 
for the actors, I can hear the voice, their voice in my head. And I know what parts I want them for automatically, mm -hmm. or I will write that, that a, a part or a character for them. And that's, that's our process. You know, Rob will come up with an idea for a character and I'll, and he'll like, who do you think could do this? And I'm like, I think I have the person. I know exactly who could do this role. So take like Heath. Heath, I gave a role to, and he's like, well, where do you want the voice? And I said, let's do this. Tweak it here. Tweak there. Let's mold this together with this one. And let's see what we come up with. And we came up with the voice finally, you know, working on it and again. It's exactly what I want to do. This is what I want. And our old editor, who was one of Rob's friends, after one episode said, you know, this could be a cartoon. And Rob looked at him and goes, that's the goal. That's what we want. And so much so that I was approaching Tim Moeller, who's an animator. He went to school for animation. Mm -hmm. He plays uh, a couple different roles in the show. And I said, I want to create characters. I want to be able to go to, you know, eventually get a panel and have something for everybody to sign showing what the cartoon characters are going to look like. And he finally came up. We were talking about it last week, all the way up to last week. And I finally got him printed. He sent it to me. He sent it to Rob. We tweaked it a little bit. I got it printed on Thursday. And we had him for the con. Oh, man. And we had, and it was just a one picture of um, me, my character, and my and Nebish in front of the office door. And I was like, that's it. It works. Uh, no, it's being downloads. And the best part is we we took it. I don't know if you can see that. Or I not. can see. Oh, that is beautiful. That is oh, oh man, that is amazing. We talked about how we wanted the characters, and one of the inspirations is Scott Parkin. If you follow him, mm -hmm. you know the comic Casino. I I absolutely adore everything that he is showing. I love the way it looks. I love what it looks like and everything. And I donated. I've got three shirts. I've got the signed picture from him, which I took and got signed by Billy West. Oh, of course. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Scott. And Scott's like, you are the only one who has that. Nobody, he, he doesn't know of anybody else who has gotten wow. that signed by Billy West yet. My goal is to get all the signatures on that one page. On that one, on that one card, dude. That's my make goal. it happen. Oh, I plan on it, but um, it's it just you know I want to have. I see what we can do, mm -hmm. you know, and I and that's what I want. I want this to be a cartoon, and I am not leaving anybody behind. These are the voices of these characters, and if I you know bring you in, you are the voice of a specific character. If I bring somebody else in, that is the voice of this character. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to wear my character, my, my actors thin because I can hear, you know, if they try to change, I'm like, I can still hear your voice in there. I can yeah, still hear that yeah. character. In there. I want something different, you know, and, and they sense. understand that, you know, and it, it's, it, it's going to come down to at times where, okay, you're not in this one episode, you know, and I have, I have to, I have to come to terms with that. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, these people trust in me and, and they believe in, in, in our show and they believe in the work. And it's like, but no, no, you're, you're still around. You'll be in the next one. You know, but I can't have you do more because kind of running a little thin unless you can come up with a new character, a new voice. 
then we can then we can talk. It makes sense. It makes sense. Man, dude, I just I I love every bit of what you just said and it just shows the passion, the love, the investment and in everything you're doing, man. I just that is something that I think if more people could tap into that themselves, the world and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke. I think the world would be a lot better and a lot more fulfilled because they would not be afraid to chase those outlets that they have. Or as we've heard in the Bloomvox classes, even go back to the sandbox and just play and have fun like a four-year-old with no fear in the world. And right. you get to do these awesome things like creating Pochki and just having fun with your fellow voice actors and getting to meet them in person for the first time instead of behind a computer screen and doing this big panel. Like just everything all comes from that love and that passion and that just that drive and determination to explore those outlets. Yeah. I mean, everybody we talked to over the weekend, um, you know, I mean, everybody, we walked around, we had the shirts on, so we're promoting the hell out of us. Mm -hmm. uh, but I got over to see Carolina Ravasa from, she's Sombra from Overwatch. And, and it was, you know, Tim was, we're walking out. He goes, Tim, she didn't have anybody in line. And Tim's like, I really want to go meet her. I said, let's go. Let's go. What have we got to fear? Exactly. She's, not, exactly. she's she is, she is so sweet. I've chatted with her online. And we walked over and he wanted to meet her. And I said, Tim, Carolina. And she, she just started like, she said, what are you guys here for? I'm like, oh, we have a podcast. We have a panel on Sunday. She goes, really? What time? I said, noon. She goes, oh, that's when mine is. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, and then same with Nolan North. Stephanie wanted to go meet him because she works for Couch Soup. Mm -hmm. She's one of their editors. So I said, let's go. You know, he, I've met him before. He is a fantastic, sweet guy. And we went over and we told him about it too. Now, the weird thing is both him and Carolina are looking at me going, you look really familiar. I'm like, I, I don't know why. You know, I mean, I gave you pretzels a couple of years ago and you loved them, but I, you know, that was yeah. it. Must be the pretzels. Um, yeah. Philly pretzels. Gotta love them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, everybody I went to, Billy West, them, uh, Brett Iwin, Ashley Eckstein. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I told all about the podcast and I gave them my business card or I gave them, you know, one of the cards so they could see it. Carolina's handler was looking at it and she's like, oh, is this a movie? And I said, no, it's it's a scripted comedy podcast. Like she goes, oh, like old time radio. I said, yes, just like that. We, we took that and made it into, you know, a, a podcast so you can listen to it wherever you're going. She said, That's really cool. Like, yeah. Everybody else out there is doing horror or sci-fi or Twilight Zone or something like that. Mm -hmm. We decided we're going to go comedy. You know, we might branch off into something else because Rob likes horror and things like that. But, right. Which will fall again underneath the Pochke Productions or the Pochke Podcasts, you know, list. But, you know, you got to sell. I mean, these people, what are they going to, what's the worst they're going to say? Again, no. I gave my card to Brent Spiner. When I went over to meet him, um, I gave it to Kate Flannery as well. She's from Philadelphia. But, you know, we tried to give it to as many people. If any of them even like it or even retweet or, or whatever. But you know, I'll say this. I'll go back. Friday night, we got in. We walked over to where Steve's booth was. Gwen was there getting ready. She came over. She was big ass smile. Saw all of us. Gave us all these hugs. Told us, Steve went to go grab a cheesesteak. He'll be back in about a half hour. 
We asked where he went. He went to this one place. We're like, damn, we probably just missed him because we <laughs> ate there too. Um, and then eventually when he came over and he was signing for somebody and he turned around and again, he saw me and he was like, Hey, he turned around. And then he saw everybody else. Exactly. He was, he was just like, I said, I, I turned, I said, this is, this is it. This is like the cast that's here for right now. I said, the most bloom boxers in the area. And he goes, you're right. And, you know, then we went to his panel and he was happy. I made sure we went to his panel and he was talking about us. He's like, you know, one of my guys, how do you handle, you know, uh, treating your characters? Like, to, do, you, do you have a reference? Yeah, we have a Dropbox. We, we keep all the dialogue, every line that they give, all three ABC lines or all the alternates or all the improvs. We have their lines. If they want to hear it, just ask. We can send it to them. You know, that's part of the production, plus keeping it on, in your own computer for yourself. Absolutely. So you have Absolutely. a basis. I had to go back for another project and listen to what I did to voice match myself. Whew, man. Because I was kind of like, what did I do? I don't remember. Yeah. You should remember, but I don't. Why are you talking to yourself? I'm not sure. And, you know. Shut up, brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> brain, go sleep now. Yeah. But, you know, just to make him happy. And we went and we saw him every day. Absolutely. Um, and it was, yeah. I'm just going to say, it was so cool seeing the pictures that he took with you guys and just seeing, again, it was like a big family photo. That was so cool to see. Yeah, it really was. He he is so sweet. And then, you know, Sunday, my mom and my brother came and he oh, looked, man. I introduced my mom to him and my brother. And he, and he looked at my mom and he goes, get over here you raised such a good kid and she, giving her a hug. And I was like, eh, this is just, okay. I could, I can just, I'm good. I'm you, good. You I'm just going to stand back. That, man, that is, oh, man, yeah. that is the best and, of the best. And that's not even selling it. Like that's selling him short right there, man. That is just a quality, quality human being. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then when he saw my kids and he's like, you got so big, he looks at me, he goes, you kept them alive. Good for you. <laughs> That's it. That that's the walk off line right there. You kept them alive. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, man. just how big my son my son's almost my height. I'm five eight. He's five seven and a half, the little shit. You know, he's sixteen. Ugh. Oh man, he's already as tall as me then. My daughter's thirteen. Yeah, it's it's insane. How, you know, yeah, you feed them and they grow. Yeah. <laughs> just don't feed them after midnight. Yeah, true. But oh, yeah, but man. I mean, it's, they, they had a lot, they had a lot of fun. They brought a friend of theirs who got to meet him for the first time. And I was, again, I was the cool guy. Of course. Yeah. The cool dad too. And the funniest thing, like Rob says to me, he goes, do your kids even tell their friends that their dad has a panel at the, at the Comic-Con or is a voice actor and knows these people? And they're like, I think they do, but they really don't give a shit. It's like, dad's just doing voices again. And like, okay. You know, just or dad. Say, when are you seeing Steve? Who are we going to see this weekend? It's like, well, we can go meet this person, this person, and this person. You know, That's I want so them cool. to experience that. Absolutely. And I, I mean, just think about what they're going to pass down to, you know, their kids in the future. Just the way that you treated them and that just instills it in them and they're going to pass it down for generations yeah. to come, man. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, uh, dude. I mean, yeah, it was... This is, I mean, this has been an awesome, like, I, I, like, like we talked about before we even started recording. I told you I was going to lose track of time for how long we've been going. And I've just been mesmerized by this story now. But, 
I I feel like maybe it might be time to to flip the reins a little bit and you know I've asked you some questions let's uh let's flip the script a little bit and let's let you throw some questions my way if you're up for it and we'll call it in the ring uh, okay I heard this part all right I didn't prepare anything because I want to go off you know, oh, that's off the, the best I don't that's the best because yeah. I can't know it ahead of time anyway right 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 all right uh let's go favorite candy bar favorite candy bar ah oh, man let's just go snickers because I had one today because I hadn't eaten so you're not you when you're hungry, and I hope they I hope they sponsor this podcast. Uh, from the fridge or just straight from the bar? You know, um, I actually had to go buy a new trash can because our new dog destroyed our old one, so it was right there at the checkout. So I was like, I haven't okay. eaten three hours till dinner. Let's go ahead and <laughs> just get it. All right, next question: What kind of dog? Uh, it's a pit bull. We rescued him Another from one. the uh, okay. Humane Society. Oh, nice! I know, and and I, I'm I'm sorry again for your previous two. Thank you, thank you, man. That was tough, nice. man. Rough year, was, but I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right after each other. That was hard. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So let's see. I know you were a wrestler. Yes, sir. Why did you choose, and how did you choose coming into voiceover? Man, uh, I'll be honest. It's very, you know, very similar to your experience with finding, you know, like the video popped up on your timeline. Um. Back in 2018, after I inadvertently retired for like the second or third time, I've lost count. I didn't know that was going to be my last match for a while, but I just never renewed my licenses with the athletic commissions. I was still looking for a, an outlet to perform and just have that go to, get that fix, and you know, just scratch, you know, scratch that performance itch, and then find out my neighbor up the street does a commercial VO, and that's how he makes his living. So I oh, guess wow. my my phone heard me talking about voiceover. So what pops up on my my Facebook feed? Um, a Steve Bloom ad for Bloomvox Community and Bloomvox Studios, and right. I do that little hour long class with him. Find out what he has to offer. <coughs> Excuse me. And lo and behold, I sign up. I get the uh, the meditation audio tracks that he offers as well, which are still awesome. And yep. then I. I just dive into the archives as I'm waiting for that next class to come up, and lo and behold, I think my first class in might have been the one with uh, with Bob Bergen. So it was all oh, downhill wow. from there. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. That was uh, so. That was after the the initial classes. That was after the first thirty classes. Then. Yeah, which it, I didn't realize. You know, like how many had just been done, but I think the one previous to that was with Chuck Duran about like making a demo that that sticks out and then just yes. getting back into it learning to love your voice that was a big one for me going back and studying right. that one Dude, it, there was so much in there and i think jeff is figuring that out now that he signed up in the community so if you haven't already cheap plug for them go check out bloom fox studios and if you're thinking about it <laughs> sign up and see what it can do for you too because like again like you've heard our stories why not yeah jeff hit me up as a friend on there if you want um, I might deny you. Um, <laughs> hey, um, no, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, I accept all. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, blue box. Da, 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 uh, pre <laughs> pre wrestling match meal. Oh man. Right now with the cities that some of these, these shows are in, there ain't a are, lot. Are you, are you actually are you wrestling now? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm back into it. I've done a, a few shows for a few months. Got the cops called on me a couple times. Um, but right now, um, man, it's really just. I try to eat like two or three hours beforehand so I'm not bloated. But 
if we'll just reference this past Saturday, we just hit a truck stop drive through on the way up. So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Thankfully, we survived, but man, it was uh, it was chili windy, dogs, so. fries, and <laughs> grease galore. I don't recommend well, that, but depending on what it is, you could use that to your advantage in the match. At least Pochki would. In fact, uh... <laughs> let me uh, let me. Let me get the old title here, and I will just show you. I will gladly drop it to Pochke anytime he wants. Oh wow! Oh man! Let's hope that doesn't crash as we yeah, as man. we finish our conversation here. But yeah, just uh, honestly, it depends on where the town is and what's available. You want to try and go light. You want to try and go <clears throat> non-greasy, or at least I try to. But you see some of the other people out there, and you can tell that rule does not apply. So right. So, oh yeah, yeah, I know. You hope for the uh, best. <laughs> excuse me uh let's see what is hmm star wars or star trek oh definitely star wars and as you can see my booth behind me definitely star wars all right well, okay i have no Which... ill will towards star trek because i grew up on the next generation i love yes. me some uh some william shatner but star trek or Star Trek will always be special for that late night stuff. You know, like as a kid, can't fall asleep. What's on UPN? You see yep. uh, Patrick Stewart. You see Worf. You see all that. But yeah. man, Star Wars is it for me. You know what? You know, <coughs> one thing that for Star Trek, um, in fact, actually, they just celebrated um, what's it called day? Uh, 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 where, is I can't it think. Picard Day? Maybe? First, first contact. First contact. Okay. They just celebrated that. So going back to that movie, mm-hmm. how the heck did, I mean, you know, the, the board can adapt to, and this is where I'm going to geek out and show my geeking, <laughs> or it can adapt to the weapons. Technically though, the Klingons use swords and batlets. How are they going to adapt to that? Um, I, think I guess there's you, a, you lose a limb, the other becomes impervious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those, one of those weird things that I, my brother and I were talking about. I was like, how could the Klingons get real, you know, lose to the, to the Borg? It doesn't make sense, but uh, it's like uh, wrestling. Don't apply logic to an illogical situation. Yeah, there you go. So who's your favorite star Wars character? Oh man. Uh, just because I'm going to see him here in a couple weeks and I'm, I'm going to put it out in the universe that maybe one day I'll get him on the podcast, but it's always hands down going to be the emperor. And I think the biggest part of that is just because it was Ian McDermott that brought him to life and just knowing oh, his wow. background, his yeah. theater work with Shakespeare over in Scotland, like that guy right. is just, that's the be all end all for me. Interesting. Huh. Now see, I never, like I watched, um, I obviously grew up on Star Wars, mm-hmm. started watching the Clone Wars and started getting pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> And how, you know, how stupid the Jedi actually were. Yes. And I was like, you know what? The Sith deserve to win. Yep. And that's, again, that's why I've got the Sith tattoos. I, there's a few, there's a few cool Jedi, but it's, it's definitely the Sith. And I I love just, especially too, with some of the voice work, even some of the guests we've had as in the Bloomfox community too, as the guest teachers, like just hearing the characters that they brought to life and how they were able to tell that story that wasn't being told on screen and just seeing how the Jedi really sucked and how the Sith were able to take advantage of all that. Like it's so cool to have that backstory now and then get to see these people that brought it to life. Yeah. I mean, the way for me, it turned out, it's 
my two favorite characters for Star Wars is always going probably going to be uh, Ahsoka and uh, Rex. Yeah. Oh my God. You beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. You know, the, that last season, uh, those final four episodes with Ahsoka versus Darth Maul yes. were, were like movie quality, incredible writing. They mm-hmm. finally wrapped it up nicely. And, and then the first four with the Bad Batch setting them up was perfect. Yep. And I mean, again, hats off to, again, Dave Filoni, George Lucas, Ashley Eckstein for bringing Ahsoka to life. But I remember when it was first introduced, they took a character that almost everybody just hated and dumped on and yeah, made her one of the most beloved characters of the entire franchise now. Yeah, yeah, just kept working, kept working her. It's character development. And, I mean, again, yeah. hats off to them exactly. for bringing her to life and making it happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Dude, we covered so much ground here tonight. And, Jeff, how long have we been going? We've been going for how long? An hour and 15? I can't I can't read sign language, Jeff. Jeff is teller. <laughs> your, your pen, he's teller. Uh, <laughs> he's probably taller. Than, he's definitely taller than me, too. So, geez. But we've been going for over an hour and a half here, man. And it... Again, it feels like we just started, so that this has been a joy, and I, I've just enjoyed being on the ride of hearing your story and being mesmerized by all of it. So, dude, thank you for, again, being so generous and giving back and coming on here to tell it. My, my pleasure. You know, it, it's, I, I like, I don't know, I guess just voiceover is so big for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's from growing up with all the cartoons. Like, I used to post, every Friday, I used to post a classic Yes, voice actor yes. onto the website just so people knew who these you know some of the some of the godfathers were oh in yeah a way. um but yeah i mean i look at these people and just you know i don't get nervous around a regular actor but when it comes to a voice actor i my hands get ice cold yeah i'm nervous yeah. around when i go to meet them and you know, it's for, for like the first time or things like that and when you figure out who these people are and the impact that they played on our childhoods growing up, or even for our kids that are now starting to watch some of this stuff, like it's just a powerful thing because you relate more to those Saturday morning cartoons or yes. whatever it may be. Cause that's just, that's just what you grew up on and you hold those sentimental feelings and memories. Like you hold those dear. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, it's just, you know, one of the best memories sitting down with my dad watching, you know, uh, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then me being able to do that with my kids yeah. and listening yeah. to them laugh at yikes and away, yikes and away, you know, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that in the cartoon world right now. I mean, it's just, it's now the cartoons are pure shock and awe. It's not, you know, that type of humor. I mean, my girlfriend and I were watching, I didn't get a chance to watch Freakazoid when it came out originally. Mm-hmm. She is a diehard Freakazoid fan. It is her favorite cartoon. And we were watching it last night and she's going word for word with it. She's seen it so many times, but it is a funny ass cartoon. Oh yeah. It is so damn smart. And it's like, and this is for kids. You know, who, who cut the cheese? And they're saying it in French. And this is what they're teaching the children in French. <laughs> Something a fromage. Yeah, omelette du fromage. Yeah. (laughs) That one will never go away. And that's why I have have an episode called Café de Mer de Desange. Do you know that one or no? 
I do not. I can speak a little bit of French, but I have no idea what it means. Monkey poop coffee. I said that about coffee anyway, so I like that. <laughs> well, it's about the Kopi Luwak. Oh. You know the Kopi, you know the Kopi Luwak, right? I it, have heard of it, but I It's the it's the monkey that eats the coffee beans and then they get they don't get they process through their system and come out whole. So it's like one of the most expensive tasting coffees in the world. Who the hell knows? So we decide <laughs> So I decide we're going to make this episode like that, but we're going to make a counterfeit so it goes yes. through a different type of animal. <laughs> oh, you know, so that's that's one. We have another one, another episode, um, that is sort of like, like we have one episode, like the final episode is a podcast where we bring all the characters together and others who, you know, we're in search of our heroes, Lester and, and Nebish. I've got another one about the furry underground. You know. The bad guy kidnaps a, a a team mascot to sell into the furry underground. If you know what that is, oh man, oh, yeah. I feel like that's kind of died down for a little bit. But now that we say it, it's going to be back out on top everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's we just go for the stupid and and the insane. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And guys, yeah. uh, let's speaking of stupid and insane, have you subscribed? to this podcast, or even to the Potchkey Audio Chronicles yet. Because if you have not, you may be stupid and or insane. And I'll go ahead and repeat it. These podcasts, along with Tales from the Haunt, are both available on all podcasting platforms. So, don't be stupid. Don't be insane. Please don't think I'm being mean. But go subscribe. Go dig back into our archives and leave those five-star and those written reviews because I guarantee you... There's something that's in there that you will think deserves that five-star review, and it will help all of our algorithms greatly. Uh, did I get that right, Eric? Yes, I believe so. Beautiful, beautiful. And I wasn't too mean, was I? No, not at all. I mean, you know, we have we have plenty. We even have like some of them are twenty minutes. Like I said, we have some some holiday specials. We have a Thanksgiving episode Perfect. that's about maybe ten or fifteen minutes. You know, actually, it's ten minutes all for one joke um and then I love it. oh yeah you know we, we just if we were able to do it and we're able to get the our, our actors to do it why not just record it and put it out there absolutely absolutely man you know, dude I mean, this this has been an absolute pleasure and i like i said i hate that it's taken us so long to actually get connected to make this happen but man it did not disappoint and i I've, I've been smiling from ear to ear this entire time this has been a blast just been nodding a lot and laughing. I've heard that. <laughs> Both on and off screen. So for our <laughs> listeners that don't have the uh have the luxury of seeing Jeff on camera here, now he's wiggling back and forth. So <laughs> he's a wee little <laughs> Irish lad over here on the computer. <laughs> but no, seriously, guys. Um, Eric, I want to thank you again, dude. Just not only for coming on here and telling your story, but especially like since I've gotten into the voiceover world, again, being one of those people that's been so generous and so giving and just making everybody that's new in that world feel so welcome. You know, thank you for that. And, you know, thank you for your friendship and thank you for being on here just to tell the stories and, you know, tell about your experiences and believe you me, the door is open anytime you want to come back on. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. I mean, we haven't even, you know, just we just scuff the top. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even get into our writing process, which is insane. Yes, on, on what and Robin I, I do. 
I was picking up that that's going to be one that may even be like a full episode all to itself. And I am all about having you back on to discuss that. Cause that's something I want to get into and pick your brain on as well. Oh yeah. We, we have a, we have a Bible, a uh, story Bible that's 300 pages long of just different ideas, characters, and jokes. And it just, and we, we, and sometimes we don't even go into it. We just write, something that just comes to mind and we just go from there and you know, maybe we'll use that for reference here and there. Oh, yeah. oh. We're ready to go for, a, you know, a, de- a decent amount of time if we, if we can. Absolutely. Let's put it out there and let's manifest it and let's make it happen. Yeah. But I mean, even with, and again, with the bloom box studios, I will get uh, a, a message on Facebook messenger from somebody. Hey, I just saw, you know, uh, the first 30 up ep- first 30 classes you were in there you always ask some of the best questions you always this you always that you know i really appreciate you and then it's like oh i appreciate it you know i'm just i'm the way i look i'm i'm just a a guy i'm just a voice monkey i don't have an agent yet keyword yet yep uh you know i'm producing my own stuff but if you have a question if you want to talk to me if you know, not even if it's voiceover related, if you're having problems at home and you need somebody to listen, that's, that's what I'm there for. It's what I, the way I was raised. Absolutely. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's what the world needs more of. And that's also a key reason why I wanted to start this podcast, because I know for some people being open about things you're dealing with or struggles you're going through is not an easy thing. And especially for me myself too, this has been a very cathartic outlet to, open up and then also learn that I'm not alone in my struggles. There are people out there that are pulling for you or that just want to be there as a shoulder to lean on, to help you get back on your feet. So th- the mm-hmm. same goes for me as well. And I know it goes for Jeff. If you need somebody like we're all here and we're all pulling for you too. So, I mean like just having more people like that in your corner is what you need, especially no matter what you're pursuing in your life you need those kind of people in your corner to help motivate you and help you get better and help you grow. So the world needs more Eric. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) It could be too many fart jokes in the world. Then (laughs) I won't complain as long as I don't smell them, but you know, we'll be good there. Hey, well, you know, but guys, I, I think we could, uh, we could go on about this all night and who knows if the computer would even last that long, but in all seriousness, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in this week In case you haven't guessed yet, Eric will definitely be back. I know Heath will be back. And we're going to have more Bloomvoxers coming on as well. And who knows? We might even be able to wrangle a few of them. And maybe, let's put it out there, maybe get some more of the Pochke cast in. Because I know I've talked to Marcus as well. So maybe we'll get Marcus on here when we can make schedules align. So there's a lot of fun things that, you know, like just they're on the horizon. They're coming and we're going to make it happen. And that's a key reason you should subscribe to all these podcasts if you haven't done so already and get connected on social media because then that way you know who's coming up, you know what's going on, and you're connected with us and you can give us shout outs and who knows, you get some of our merch like you'll see the information about in the show notes. You might even get a shout out on the podcast. So check all that out. Keep supporting the show. Go support the Pochke Audio Chronicles. Keep up with Eric. We'll have information about him in the show notes and where you can get connected. And we're just going to keep this train rolling. But, you know, Eric, is there anything else you want to leave our guests with before we wrap it up here tonight? Um, Actually, uh, another character that Rob and I created. Oh, yes. Like yes. I said, 27 years ago, Bubba Brewski. 
uh, was just uh, we we uh, submitted a clip into or uh, um, a short film festival, and we got into one in L.A. We got into nice. one in Wisconsin. Nice. So uh, congratulations, yeah, another another character. <laughs> so yeah. Things are coming up Millhouse. Yes, yes, I get that <laughs> reference. I get that reference coming up Millhouse now, coming up Thrillhouse in the future. Yeah, oh, so man, it's, it's that good. is it's awesome. Fun. And we have, you know, like I said, we have a new episode dropping on the 14th, and then uh, we're debating. We're probably going to convert the actual uh, movie from YouTube into audio and okay. make that into its own little show, too. Absolutely, and like we mentioned earlier, who knows? We may have a link to that video in the show notes as well. So keep your eyes peeled if you want to check that out. There you go. But there it is, guys. And for myself, for Eric, for Jeff, we want to thank you all for tuning in here tonight. Again, I want to encourage you to go out and take some chances in the world. Find those endeavors and those creative outlets that excite you. Act on them. Embrace it. Fulfill what you are missing in your life if you feel like you're missing something and just feed that creative outlet. Do some good in the world. And go back in the archives. Get caught up on past guests. Go listen to the Pochke Audio Chronicles. Check out Tales from the Haunt. Do some good in the world and come back next week when we're back again for another awesome episode. But until then, I can't wait to talk to you again and I know you hear me. People have always asked me, Flynn, how do I become a professional wrestler? How do I become an actor? How do I become a podcaster? How do I get an agent? Well, if you're somebody that's asked these questions, then I've got the solution for you. I'm now offering coaching options that will help you find the answers to these questions and get on the path to success. So if you've been held back by fear, overthinking, or just don't know where to start, email me at theflynnhendricks at gmail.com, use the subject line coaching, and let me get in your corner and help get you on the path to success. And I know you hear me. I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.